Hi, fam. I'm Katie. And this is Ginny. And And we we are are the Gabby Gabby Girls. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Gabby Girls. Happy Monday to all of our listeners. How are you today, Virginia? Hey, Kate. Happy Monday to our listeners, and happy Friday to you. I'm good. It's fucking Friday. Oh, yeah. You look good. You're glowing. You are beautiful. I am really jealous because I am not. Okay, first of all, you are always beautiful. But thank you. I'm actually wearing makeup today. That's why I look good. Um, I pulled my makeup bag out of my suitcase finally from when I was in Arlington for the first time. So, yeah, love that for me. Also, bags still not unpacked. Oh, my God. Wow. You look beautiful, though. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. How was your week? What's going on? You're welcome. It was a lot. So we'll talk about you first because I feel like I have a lot to talk about. But I first just want to start off this podcast and I want to say shout out to whoever lives in Wichita, Kansas, because according to the analytics, there is a hot spot there for downloads. And so shout out to Kansas. I don't know who lives there, but we love that you are there. I can't think of anyone that I know who lives in Kansas, (laughs) but if we do know you, hey, if we don't love that even more, thank you for listening. Um, Also, just want to, I know the listeners don't know this, but you and I know this, that we have listeners in Belgium, Australia, China, and the U.S. And I'm sure there's a couple other countries. And Norway. Oh, yeah. Norway. Yes. So we have, we're international. We are worldwide. International Kate. Not for the first time. (laughs) Amen. Okay. Um, Actually, I need to start this podcast out with a formal request. Hit me. Okay. And... I'm calling on you because you're you and you're so good at research and figuring shit out. And I love the way that you're able to just like dive into a subject and get to the bottom of it. So I need you to do some research for me and report back um, either next episode or whatever, whenever your timeline is amenable to this. Um, I have seen so I okay. I grew up, as we know, in the middle of nowhere, which meant I had well water. So I had water that didn't have like fluoride or anything like that in it to protect my teeth. So I have had a lot of cavities in my lifetime and it's something I still struggle with as an adult. And dentists automatically blame fluoride and like soda and kind of stuff like that. And then you're your your teeth can play a factor into it too if you have like soft teeth or hard teeth but i've seen different schools of thought about that whether like whether or not you can even have soft teeth so as we talked about in our last episode with like jaw clenching and everything like that i take i try to take really good care of my teeth because i already feel like i'm kind of at a dis already a disadvantage for my teeth so i've seen people talk about like on joe rogan and kind of these like fringier people talk about how cavities actually are not something that can't be healed which we've always been told in dentistry and just through life that cavities need to be drilled out they're decay and then you just fill them now there are people coming on the flip side saying that you can heal cavities from the inside out and that it's just a way for dentists to make money and when you think about it logically our body can heal almost every single thing inside of it bones, organs, whatever, everything can be healed. Why would our body make something that couldn't be healed, especially something that's so vital to survival? We need teeth to eat so that we can live. So that has made me think, 
can I heal my cavities? Do I need to be going to the dentist? Should I be getting this crazy high fluoride prescription toothpaste? Because then that takes me to the next point of my request. Is fluoride terrible for me? Because I've heard that too. But then I've got my dentist trying to give me this really high fluoride toothpaste to put on my teeth to heal my cavities. So I need your help getting to the bottom of I don't know if it's misinformation or correct information, whatever it is, I need help. So if you have an opinion, tell me your opinion. And if not, I want to hear the research that you come up with. Okay. First of all, um, I, I do know that you can heal cavities. Um, I, so there's, have you ever heard of ozonated oil? No. Okay. So you can buy ozonated oil and I think that's what it's called. And you, can like swish this around your mouth. Have you ever heard of oil pulling? Yeah. Uh, y- yes. That's like in the morning. When you- uh, yeah. So people do it with coconut oil. Um, you could do olive oil, but I use coconut oil. And I do know that if you add ozonated oil to this, it can fix your cavities. Mm. I'm not sure about like the internal side of things. So I will report back. But yeah, I I do agree that like long story short, that's a money grab <laughs> yeah for dentists yeah yeah and I've had you know like we've had like cavities that we've been watching for two years that haven't grown and so I'm like okay I'm obviously doing something correct and it's obviously not decaying more and so I just want to know how to take care of my body the best what does oil pulling do and when did you start doing it okay so oil pulling is we just said this right we use swish um I use coconut oil. You swish coconut oil around your mouth for like a minimum of 15 minutes. Now, when you first start, you want to start less than that because it can hurt your jaw. And I don't mean like it can damage your jaw. I just mean you could be sore from it. The physical movement, sure. Yes, you could be sore from it. So you can start basically whatever, however long you can manage it. But what it does, so coconut oil is antibacterial. And you swish that around your mouth. First of all, it's like better than flossing. It pulls out anything from in between your teeth and it has that antibacterial um, property to it. So it's cleaning your mouth as well. The only thing is like you can't, you don't ever want to swallow it. You have to spit it out after, but it's powerful. Like when you swish water around your mouth, water's thinner than oil, obviously. So it's like when you're swishing this through, it's pulling a lot more shit than even a mouthwash could. So you're cleaning your mouth out. It's essentially this like deep clean and you do it every morning. It's good for just mouth health in general as well. And like, you know, your tongue and the roof of your mouth and things like that that we don't always think about. Mm. And then when you add, so what I do actually is I do coconut oil and then I add the ozonated oil to it. So it's like a drop of that. And because I, (laughs) fun fact, during my depressive stages, I was like not brushing my teeth Mm -hmm. because I was like not getting out of bed. So I had some spots on the back of my teeth, like some dark spots that I know a dentist would be like, oh, that's a cavity. We need to fill it. But they're gone. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So is there a reason why I would do the oil pulling in the morning versus at night? So they say to do it in the morning because it releases toxins from your body. And then if you do it at night and you go right to sleep after, that can be, that can do some damage. Okay. All right. So I should get some coconut oil, some ozonated oil, and I should start doing that to start this cavity healing journey. 100%. Okay. Cool. 
and report back. Like, let me know how that feels, how that goes. Because I, like, I noticed also, you know, like with the jaw stuff, my jaw is often sore, even now with the Botox and everything. Mm -hmm. And I will sometimes like bite my cheeks and whatnot. And it doesn't, I don't do that anymore. So I don't know if I was biting my cheeks because they were irritated from bacteria. And now there's not that. Yeah. I'm not sure, but. I bite my cheeks all the time. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I used to think, like, I talked to my doctor about it a few times, and they're like, oh, it's an ADHD thing. And then I started coconut pulling, or oil pulling, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and I stopped biting my cheeks. So I don't think wow. it's an ADHD thing. I think it's an inflammation a, thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I have to do that. Because, like, you know, I feel like I, I didn't necessarily do this as much as a kid, but now as an adult, I've really, since I've, like, had my own health care and I have to pay for my own shit, um, <laughs> I take my teeth really seriously. So I floss. I mouthwash i have an electric toothbrush i brush my teeth two to three times a day i brush my tongue like i feel like i do all the things me too i use a fucking water pick like i'm a hundred same at night yes <laughs> same yes and so at one point i had a really good relationship with my dentist in philadelphia and she tried to tell me that it was my one can of seltzer water a day that was giving me cavities and i told her i was like dude i barely gluten i don't drink soda i don't drink alcohol i smoke weed but i drink over a gallon of water a day like you cannot tell me that my one fucking seltzer is the reason why i have seven cavities in my mouth right now and she like really tried to gaslight me and i called her on her bullshit and she kind of like stepped back after that and so ever since then i've always been like wondering what truly is the cause of my cavities and people like i've seen that it's a a virus or some sort of like internal thing that can be cured and I want to do that if that's the case. All right. Well, I'll report back. I'll do some more. Wait, is this the same dentist that you said wasn't being sensitive to your needs of like with the Novocaine and stuff? No, that was the one that replaced her. My old dentist, she was like really dope because I could like swear in front of her and be like, Dr. Murata, you're fucking bullshitting me. And then I could, okay, you know, and then she would <laughs> respond. The other one was the one that replaced her because she left. All right. So. All right. I'm caught up now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But, but I'll do some research on you know, what you can do or what you can, like, ingest, you know, what you need to change actually mm-hmm. inside your body rather than swishing some shit around your mouth. But start with that. Yeah, I'll start with that 100% because, you know, I take vitamins. I try to eat healthy. I eat so many vegetables. Like, I try to do the best I possibly can for my body, and I want to live a long, cancer-free life, <laughs> ideally. <laughs> Same. But it's like, also at this point, I know so many healthy people that do all the things that have cancer. Like how? Yeah. Because of microplastics. Yeah. In everything. Literally everything. Have you seen the yeah, have you seen like the new studies about um even plastic cutting boards, even just like having your vegetables just sit on top of them and they're picking up so many microplastics. So I'm gonna be trans like switching over from plastic cutting boards to wood cutting boards. I'm really trying to cut like all plastic out of my life that I possibly crazy. Can. Um, I mean, not crazy that you're doing that. Crazy that that's that's our world. How how it goes? Yeah, like these, you know, water bottles are plastic. What you're drinking out of? I know it's wild. I know. So I saw this interview with this person who used to work for. He was the assistant of like, I don't know, a big Tupperware company, something. And he, the assistant said that in this man's house, he had no, he wouldn't even allow plastic in his house, glass glass containers like glass water bottles everything was glass no plastic in their house and he was like the ceo of tupperware fucking producing plastic yeah yeah (laughs) 
I'm the exact same way. I'm I'm kind of crazy about it. I don't really use plastic Tupperwares. I don't even really like getting like takeout food that's hot. You know, when I get like Thai food and I see they put and it comes in the plastic container. Yeah. yeah. And it's like boiling hot liquid. And I'm just like, I am ingesting BPA. And even if it says BPA, there's other BPs and it may not be BPA, but it could be BP, whatever letter after that. That's like the similar forever chemical. It just happens to not be BPA because America will not put legitimate restrictions on plastic intake or food dye or chemicals or anything or GMOs, else or what organic is or anything yeah, else because yes the united states wants to keep you sick they do they truly do i i can't remember the exact number but cancer is an x number billion dollar a year industry why would they get rid of it that's always been my rebuttal for why cancer hasn't been solved yet yeah pretty wild so wild and so to um kind of segue i actually just bought a i think it's like a five thousand dollar water filtration system for my whole house because we did a water test and apparently florida just across the board has like really crappy water and they pump it full of chlorine and chloramides which you probably know more about this than I do, but chloramides is like chlorine, but on steroids. Apparently, it is like so toxic for you. And there is more chlorine and chloramides coming out of my tap than there is in my pool after we get it treated. So, and you can inhale chlorine, you can absorb chlorine through your skin, and you can absorb it through your, your organs and just drinking it. So we had like a whole... You need to get a charcoal water filter. I did. I got a three-stage water filter. It removes 97% of chlorine and chloramides. I have a water softener coming. Um, and then I think there's a water polisher too, which just makes sure it gets rid of all of like the organic sediment that just happens to be in our water. Yeah, Florida's like the wild, wild west with that shit. But I think it happens in a lot of... Actually, a lot of states. It's just not as talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I ordered the filter and then a saleswoman called me and she was like, hey, I saw the ordered and I just wanted to let you know that um, Boca Raton has really, really, really hard water. And do you want to add this like additional filtration system to your system to make sure that you get all the chlorine and all the chloramides out? And I just said, yes, I was like, yep, absolutely. Whatever you recommend, like throw it on there. <laughs> like, I just want to be safe and healthy. That's all I want. And what really pushed me over the tipping point is so we've been drinking. We like tested the water out of the um the, like the filtered water out of the fridge and that basically has no chlorine so that filter is doing a really good job but the the tap water is really bad and so I was boiling a pot of pasta and I didn't get the water from the fridge because that would take like 20 minutes um so <laughs> right. when I took <laughs> so when I took off the lid of the boiling pot to put in the pasta I got this huge waft of chlorine and I just was like that's it I can't fucking do it. Like, I'm literally about to just eat chlorine pasta. Like, I can't do this. Right. Like, I'm getting enough chlorine, okay? Seriously, between, like, showering and brushing my teeth and going in the pool and all this shit, I'm like, I cannot. I'm chlorined out. Like, this is going to be terrible. So I need to, yeah. So I, I get it next week, my water filtration system, which I'm very, very excited about. <laughs> so do they install this? Like, is it going on your... It's going to go on the outside of my house. All, all water is going to be processed through it. And she said, if I had plumbing experience, I could do it, which I don't. Um, <laughs> that is fucking funny. 
So I am going to be hiring a handyman with plumbing experience. If my father lived closer, I would have my father do it because he certainly could. But um, no, I will not be installing this. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of picturing like over your sink, you know, how people do that. But that makes me happy mm-hmm. that you're having it like actually installed to filter all your water. Whole house. So every single faucet. They did talk to me about uh, reverse osmosis water, which um, apparently is not good to shower with because it is really harsh because you're removing truly everything out of the water. And some of those minerals are good, like the the calcium and that kind of stuff. It actually is good for us and it's we should be absorbing it. Um, and so RO water, as they call it, could just be on our tap for drinking and dishes and like cooking. But we've opted against that for right now. Um, we may add that in the future. Okay. Report back. I will. I certainly will. It's crazy when the water comes out of the tap in Florida and you can smell it. Sometimes it smells like rotten eggs. Like oh, yeah. You just smell the sulfur. It's so gross. So we found the sulfur smell comes out of um, our and our neighbor's uh, sprinkler systems. And it's because the water hasn't been oxygenated enough. According to the water man, he said <laughs> our water coming out of the tap would smell like sulfur and like poop. Um, but they oxygenate it really well so that it just smells like chlorine. So much better. It doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> Yeah, right. So much better than poop. I sleep better at night knowing that. <laughs> Thank you, water man. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, how was your week? How oh. was the dog trainer? Catch us up. <laughs> okay, my week was really good. I am dog sitting right now. I don't know if I said that, but I'm dog sitting right now. So it's been a lot of dog walking. Um, Are you still with three dogs or are you at... Two or one? How no. many dogs oh do you my have God. Right now? I brought so I brought my mom's dog back to her because she was away last week, and so I had the three dogs. So I just have the two. Thank God. I mean, honestly, two is still a lot, but three—that's mm-hmm. fucking insane. People who have three dogs and no yard, you're nuts. God bless. God, you're nuts. <laughs> you must really, really love your animals. But no, dog sitting's going really well. Frisco, that's the dog I'm watching. He's like Clifford the big red dog but he's white i think he's so smart and fluffy and he's huge <laughs> uh, but dog sitting's good i've been working a little bit this week i a little bit more um that. yep and then today i had a jam-packed day so my dad he's a golf coach college golf coach and he has like an alumni event this tonight so he called me this morning and he said hey i need you to mow the lawn for the alumni event so it looks good and i was like Okay. Oh, wait, at your, at your parents' house? Yes, it's at my parents' house. Yep. This is okay. My dad does this. Like, he doesn't like to go anywhere. He likes to be at home because he doesn't have as much fun as he does at home. So I mowed the lawn this morning. Also crazy in New Hampshire, the weather is at this time. Like, I was mowing the lawn this morning, and I could see my breath. And then this afternoon, like, it was cold. And then this afternoon, it was hot. Like, I was sweating wearing this, like, a similar outfit. <laughs> it was wild. Like fall, you know, fall's coming, but it's not fully here yet. Just when the sun's down, the temps dropped really fast, right? Oh yeah, like at night it's very cold. Like I feel like it was just like eighties two weeks ago. Like my parents were out on the lake a couple weeks ago. It was probably seventy-five today during the day, but this morning it was like fifty. So crazy. I know it doesn't. Yeah, I don't really get it. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I'm not a weatherman. <laughs> I just work here. <laughs> so I mowed the lawn and I worked. I cold plunged. 
I put my face on. Now we're here. Amazing. So what will this alumni event entail? Who's cooking? Okay, so my mother is cooking. She is a good wow. cook. How many people? I didn't ask. I didn't ask a lot of questions. I just said, what time I'll be there. <laughs> you cool. know, I'll figure it out when I get there. Sure. But my mom is cooking. I know that. My dad, I'm sure, will be drinking claws. He's a big claw guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lawn is mowed and the claws are cold. So what could be better for him? And... I don't, I don't honestly don't know what these guys drink, but I'm sure there will be drinks. And wait, are you a white claw girl? No, I'm not. Okay. My dad's, my dad is obsessed with white claws. He only drinks white claws. He doesn't drink beer anymore. It doesn't make him feel good. He doesn't drink liquor. He goes off the fucking deep end. He strictly drinks white claws. He likes mango. I feel like, I feel like, I don't know, whenever he had his, it must have been a couple Christmases ago because he switched from whatever he normally drank to either like vodka or claws and he lost a significant amount of weight just due he stopped drinking beer and he switched to the claws okay yeah and he so he he drinks claws most every day and on the weekend like tonight i'm sure he'll have quite a few <laughs> but so does he do you think he's do you think he likes that like 4.5 percent because he knows he can like continuously drink and he's never going to get too fucked up oh he gets fucked up he would prefer he does he he, they get to him, but slower. Yeah. Well, he drinks you know fast, I mean? and he likes yeah. to. He likes to stay drinking. Yeah, like he can't do liquor because he can't just have a couple drinks. Like, cause he likes to have a drink in his hand, and he drinks fast. So I think that's why the claws are good for, <laughs> good for him. Okay, so the place I was leading to here is. So I am not a big white claw girl because I don't like the four point five percent. I don't want to have to be peeing a lot. I don't like that it takes so long to feel a buzz and I have as we've talked about I have like a weird immune system or a weird filtration system in my body and I things don't affect me the way that they do so alcohol sometimes takes a while to affect me and then it will like hit me like a brick wall and I don't love that because then I get really fucked up really fast <laughs> right you just go from zero to a hundred all of a sudden you're like where am I literally <laughs> literally sometimes I will go from like dead ass over to like blackout and I'm like this is not cool like I needed like a 30 mile per hour moment like this is too I know like is there no in between but I feel that way, like when I drink Literally liquor, that, that's how it goes for me. It's like zero to 100. I like drinking wine because I the second I take a sip of red wine, I feel it going down my throat and I feel good. It warms me up. I like I feel that. But I don't know. The claws, same way. I'm the same way. And I go to the bathroom 800 times. Hate that. 800 times. And you're bloated. I'm just not into it. So I found a seltzer that is yummy. And I think it's 8 or 9%. And it's called a faux pas, and they're delicious. And it's like minimal ingredients. And it's um, the one that I really love is lemon, vodka, mint, and seltzer water. And they're like in the little skinny cans. You can drink two of them and you get a nice buzz on, but it's not overwhelming where you feel like you're going to black out really fast or where you're not feeling <laughs> anything. And so I, that is like if we're going to go day drink or if we're going to the beach or whatever, I have to have faux pas. That's my that's my new drink. Okay, I'll have to try that. Where do you buy them? I got them at the liquor store in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm sure you can buy them online. They have a couple other kinds. They've got like a pear mule. And then I think they have a tequila mm. situation. 
Um, but they're they're so funny. They have like marketing. They're like, "What's up, Betch?" B e t c h. It's really cute. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, the marketing like is really that. good. And so we got them last year. We I just saw them on a whim because I was looking for something that was higher percentage alcohol, and I saw them, and I just was like, "Okay, let's try it." And they ended up being great. And now I bring them everywhere. Faux pas. I'll have to look out for that. Mm-hmm. I've I'm like I stopped trying seltzers because a lot of them taste they taste fake to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't too. taste like a. I mixed vodka and some watermelon juice. Like it tastes. I don't know. I don't. I don't like them really. I don't either. And apparently, it's like the white clot. It's not even vodka. It's like malt liquor or whatever. You know? Oh yeah. And so you don't even really know. But like the nooners too. I mean, I I'll drink a nooner, but I don't. I don't love them. I'd rather mix vodka with something. If that's what I'm. I'd rather have a cocktail for. or nothing or a can of wine. Like give me a cold can of wine and I am happy. Oh yeah, me too. Also, so much wine in a can. I call them wine cans. How does so much wine fit I know, in a can? But it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be single men at tonight's event? Yes. Oh. In our age range? Yes. They're all like in their 30s. Oh. <laughs> Are you looking? <laughs> Listen, I'm never looking for anything, but if mm. some, I don't know, maybe, maybe somebody will catch my eye. I have no clue. I don't know any of these men. Sure. So I, I only know one of them. He's married, and I only know him because I worked with him for a little bit, um, okay. like a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I have no expectations of this evening, but okay. I have my eyebrows on, and I'm showing up. Yes, you do, and you are. Um, what type <sighs> of man do you think you would want to be with if you wanted to be with someone? Someone smart, funny, mm-hmm. got to have a little wit to them and usually people who are witty are smart so those go hand in hand for me <laughs> do you feel like you would want someone opposite to you because you know that saying like opposites attract what do you think is opposite of me what how would you picture someone opposite of me i don't know but i fucking hate that statement and every single time when i was single people would tell me like opposites attract i would say fuck that if i get the opposite of me i'm gonna murder him yeah i think that's maybe like sometimes when you see opposites together and you're like yeah opposites attract but it, it's not like magnets like they don't always attract <laughs> No, I wanted, I literally told everyone this before I met Boyd. I want someone exactly like me because I want to date me. I'm great. I love that for you. I don't know that I want to date someone exactly like me. I think I'm enough as I am, you know? I don't know that we need two of me running around. I more meant like the... <laughs> that would be frightening. That would be a lot. I more meant like the type A personality, planner, knows what he wants um classy that's very important to me is like class well-traveled and then um I really wanted someone aesthetically motivated but like I wanted I've always said I wanted like a metrosexual man if like that's the correct term I don't know if that's the correct term in 2023 but I always wanted some man who was doing their hair caring about their outfits taking care of themselves, using skincare, like that is something that was very attractive to me and that's something I always wanted in a partner. Mm. See, yeah, I'd like someone who takes care of themselves, but I don't I don't know. I'm not usually attracted to people's like features at first. Interesting. I don't I don't know. Like I'm not the kind of girl. I've never had a one night stand. Like I'm not that kind of person that like see someone and I'm like oh I'm so attracted to them like I have to for me into intimacy starts outside of the 
the bedroom, I guess. Like I need to have a good, really stimulating conversation and then I can decide, then I'm like attracted to them from there. No, I agree with and that. And I 100% agree So I don't really have, I don't, I love that you have all these like rules and standards and stuff for yourself because they say you should do that. You know, they, whoever they are, but they say you should, you know, write down like all the things you want and what you're looking for and not, I did that. Settle for anything. Yeah, you did. See, I just, I can't do that because I, do, I just don't, I don't, I don't have, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I don't, it's different. I don't know how to explain it. I don't have that like set of standards. I just know like when I meet people, I vibe with them or I don't. And yeah, I, I need you to take care of yourself and like I'll need to be attracted to you. So at some level, they're probably an attractive person, you know? <laughs> I think, so the, what I always oh, tell all my single friends who want to be in a relationship, single friends that are like actively looking for a partner, I do tell them to write down the list of 10 non-negotiables. And it's not about attractiveness, but it's about cleanliness. Or I do want them to know what current fashion trends are going on because that is important to me. I have dated schleppy guys before and it was embarrassing to me when I would be feeling my best and they would wear basketball shorts to dinner. Like I did not want that. I wanted a man that was going to match my aesthetic and like take as much time and care into their appearance as I do because that's something very important for me because it's not something I really got to do living in Vermont. Now as an adult, I really take full advantage of being able to wear the clothes I want, dress the way I want and like present myself the way I want. So I did when I broke up with my boyfriend before Boyd, I did write down a list of 10 things that were non-negotiable. Um, a lot of them being like financially stable. Uh, I wanted him to either have sisters or to have a really good relationship with his mother because I felt like I had dated a lot of men who either only had brothers or didn't have a great relationship with their mom. And they didn't really understand the way that I would come to the table with problems or solutions or they didn't really understand my mindset to things. And so I wanted a man who had grown up around women or close with women um, just so that they could understand me better. And then one of the things that was really major for me because um, the relationship previous to Boyd, he had not traveled I needed a man who had a passport and ideally lived internationally. And I really believe that I manifested Boyd because Boyd did live internationally. Like everything that I put on my list, Boyd hit the check mark, which was just insane that I met that person the first date I ever went on from Bubble. Okay, love that for you. Um, also, I can't believe you're friends with me because I just got my passport this year. Like, I left the country for the first time this year. I know we're not in a relationship. I know, but, but still, that's, <laughs> that's crazy to think about, though, because your parents are so well-traveled. Like, I just never, like, I just assume, yeah, you know, like, I just assume that you, like, that was just something you guys did when you were kids, you know? Nope. Never even been to Canada, baby. No judgment. No judgment. It was just something that, like... Like, my ex, he went on his second flight with me, and that was from Philadelphia to Boston. Like, that was his second flight ever in his life, and he was terrified. And I just was like, what I can't. What do you think being well-traveled brings to the table? Just, like, more perspective? Mm -hmm. And not thinking America's the best. You know, understanding that other cultures and other countries do have it better, and some of their things are better than America. Um, and just being more understanding of cultures and just seeing more. I also, you know, I speak French, like... 
decently well. Um, I would ideally have a partner that's bilingual. Boy does not. Um, but we've talked about it. That's something I really want him to like. Are you? I'm functioning bilingual. Yeah. What's your other language? French. Oh, I knew. I knew that you did French in high school. In college, it was my minor. Like when I came out of when I came out of college, I was like very bilingual. When I went to France, I was completely fine speaking to people all the time. That's awesome. That makes life a lot easier when you're traveling. Like when we just went to Mexico, Vicky speaks Spanish. I don't know how we would have gotten around without her. <laughs> Boyd felt the same way. Like when I when we first went to Paris last year in October, we got off the plane and I just started speaking to the taxi driver in French and I got us to the hotel and he was just That's hot. Yeah. He was just shocked. He was like, Oh my God, you can like really speak French. And I was like, Yeah. Been been doing it for like twenty years, buddy. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. Right. Thanks for noticing. I started when I was seven because of my weird hippie school. So I started speaking when I was seven and then I did it in high school and then I took it in college as my minor. And then um, my junior and senior year of college, I was in a lot of classes to make sure my minor was going to like, like what all, all the credentials for your minor. So I was speaking French five days a week, my junior and senior year of college. That's amazing. It's something I'm very proud of because I just, they're so, I can't remember the statistic, but it's like, seven percent of americans can speak another language and so i'm just like okay i'm in that seven i know and like americans can be so rude about not speaking another language too which is Mm -hmm. takes that seven percent a little harsher yeah also it's so crazy to hear that people from other countries think that america has like the best hospitality because i think as americans we wouldn't think that we have the best hospitality and the most manners but most everywhere in the world that you travel, people do have a major fascination with Americans just because we really are kind of like the cultural trendsetters of the world. Um, and we people still believe of like the American dream and that we exude wealth and power and those kind of things, although we may not feel that on a day-to-day basis. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. Um, yeah. So interesting i hope you meet someone i hope you just get your flirt on that's what i hope for you tonight <laughs> listen i am going to be at my parents home with my parents i'm not probably going to be getting my flirt on but they're fun though yes yeah they are fun they're fun but i don't know i'm what i'm hoping for tonight is i get to have a good conversation with someone about something mm. like i i don't know i i crave like an interesting conversation obviously i look forward to us talking every week but i crave that like in-depth conversation about anything Mm -hmm. you know and I know a lot of these guys work with um the same tool that I work with that I build off of so that should be kind of fun that's cool get to talk about some software shit but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens I'll report back Mm. yeah please do I'm not bringing I'm leaving Jagger I'm not gonna have my support dog with me wait how did your dog trainer go tell me all about it Oh, the dog trainer was really good. Okay, she's amazing. She, it, it wasn't that anything crazy. It wasn't anything groundbreaking. But all, like, the tips and tricks that she gave are just, I was doing the opposite. <sighs> like, teaching, when you teach the dog to stay, you shouldn't have them stay and then come, for example. Like, you need to have them stay, you walk away, and then you come back to them. Interesting. Yeah, just, like, things like that, that I was, like, doing the complete opposite. Like, I would have Jag stay, and I'd walk across the room, and I'd be like, okay, come. Because then they're getting anxious about when they're going to be able to come instead of just focusing you on just the pump, making the return. The right, right, exactly. Did she bring up crate trading? Because I spoke with a dog trainer on the phone and the first question she asked was, 
would I be willing to reinstate crate training? Ooh. No, she didn't talk about crate training. She talked about if we know people are coming over, have put Jagger in another room with, like, you know, something to interest him, a Kong or, like, a snuffle mat, something like that. Um, but no, nothing with the crate. What, what did the trainer say about the crate? She says it. And why? I think it's just, like, a place that he can, we can use as, like, a, a as the command place and so that he can mm. feel safe and everything. Yeah. But I just don't feel like it's doable honestly um i didn't choose to go with her i think she's really great but i think maybe she's too like militant in her expectations for dogs but one thing that i did notice for bennett and maybe this will apply to jagger but don't you know take it with a grain of salt is we've started meeting people outside instead of in the house and the transition is so much better like he's not terrified of people outside like he's also outside mm-hmm. yeah we'll mm. just be See, like, like it doesn't work for jag uh he is a fucking lunatic i will let him out like when i get home or if someone else is there too you know i'll walk out with him because he mm-hmm. he's right at my heels like i don't even have to let him out he's running past me um and he just loses it but so you tried with bennett you brought him out with you yeah because we've had um I'll talk about this in a minute. Unfortunately, we found a leak in our in our roof. So we've had like a million people here. Yeah, I know. One thing after another. Um, Add it to had, the list. I literally. We we like just finished renovation this week on Tuesday. We felt amazing. Life was going great. Literally Wednesday, we noticed a leak in our ceiling. And so we've had the AC guy, three roofers, our inspector back. We've had like a million people in and out of our house. And we've realized that if we're in the front yard, when the people pull up, Bennett does not care. He literally goes over, he sniffs them. He's like, oh, what's up? Okay. We walk in the house together. Totally fine. It's when people either knock on the door or he sees them approaching the house is when he goes ballistic. Mm. Okay. So... Are you having the trainer come or did she just, they just tell you this? I just did like a phone conversation to talk about like pricing and how she works. And she did recommend mm-hmm. a board and stay. So like he would go Monday through Friday and then we would get him back Saturday and Sunday. And she said that that usually takes like four to six weeks. And that's just a lot. So you have to, so every week he for four to six weeks, you have to go mm-hmm. to a facility. Yeah. I would get him. Oh like, my God. Yeah. To, I would get him for like eight days out of a month. Wow. And what's the point of that? Just to like break his separation anxiety or she said like they're going to be trained like this is fucking boot camp. Kind of. Yeah. She said like time is the gift. And she said it, you know, if we did go with like the trait, the crate training option, she said it may be really difficult for you to hear like the screaming or the crying or the whimpering, whereas she is so used to it. It's not going to affect her. And she said also he knows the way to manipulate you, whereas he doesn't know how to manipulate me. So his his resistance to whatever training methods I'm trying to put in place may be a lot shorter with her because he doesn't know her versus with me. He may put up a bigger stink, um, which I could totally see because he's very manipulative. That makes sense. Like that's like, you know, if my mom tries to teach me something versus someone a new, teacher. I'm more apt to listen to the teacher. Right. Yes. And so she said, you know, if we did choose to do like the private training sessions, it would be more her training me on how to train him. Yeah, whereas that's what it, it is. Like, yeah. Whereas if like the board and stay it is training him, but it's and then it's kind of giving me the recap to like continue the training into the weekends. 
Um, I haven't decided. I only spoke to two. One was completely out. She is an option. I'm going to talk to more people. She doesn't come to my house. I would have to go to hers, which I think someone needs to come to the house to see the problems. Yeah, and also to be able to train. Honestly, I think that it, yes, training the dog, but I think that teaching you the skills is the way to do it. I'm not a professional, but you're the one like living with the dog, you know what I mean? And you kind of can set the tone. And if you change the behaviors and how you talk with the dog in your own space, in his space where he is every day all the time. Right. I don't, I wouldn't think that Bennett needs to go to boot camp. He's not a bad dog. hundred percent. No. And I told her that. I was like, it's not like he needs like a whole behavioral change. He just needs some new life skills. Right. I told her that. I was like, he's great off leave. She has good recall. He listens to me. I'm not afraid of him running away ever. And then I was looking at him last night and he was like wrapped up in like as like a burrito on our couch, all snuggled up sleeping. And I was like, she's not going to do this for him for four weeks. Like, how is he going to live without (laughs) He's going to be sad. Oh, no. You can't send him away. You can't can't send him away. And I'm scared no. of, like, breaking his spirit. That's what I'm really scared of because I just love his joy. Like, he has so much joy. You know, he just, he's such a fun personality. And I would be really scared that I would lose that. Also, these dogs, like, Bennett and Jagger are like human beings. You look in their eyes and you're like, you're a person. You know, it's not, I don't know. He's not a dog. I don't, he is a dog, but he's not a dog. He's not. Like, he, and, you know, I, have you ever, um... Did we talk about this? Like the the buttons for dogs that like know how to talk? Oh, like the talking buttons? No, we haven't talked about it, but I know what you're referring to. Okay, so I follow the woman who I think really coined it. Um, the dog's name is Bunny, and the Instagram handle is like, what about Bunny? And so- Oh, and he has like a lot of buttons. She has over 50. And so she puts complete sentences together. Like she, she asks about her dreams. She's asked about her farts. She'll like say, mom, friend- hmm and hmm is like their button for question mark like question mark yeah whoa and so i follow her and i'm really in tune with her and so i i talk to bennett in in similar kind of like i'll say bennett want play hmm and then he'll kind of go get his toy and he'll show me that he wants play or bennett want dinner hmm he understands a lot of what i'm saying he is very understanding of the words and he'll either go to Boyd if I say daddy where's daddy find him he'll go find Boyd in the house you know he's he's really in tune and so I just I don't know I just feel like they're so much more sensitive and knowing than we give them credit for and throwing him in a crate at someone's house for four weeks with a bunch of dogs he doesn't know I just that's not it I don't know if that's gonna be yeah I don't think that's gonna make him successful that is not it I'm gonna tell you that yeah so did you feel like are you gonna have the trainer back what did you feel after yes so she comes back in two weeks. It was awesome. She So she came, she watched, well, first of all, she got attacked by Jag when she walked in. And by attacked, I mean, she just got to witness his routine, which is just him, like, losing his mind and then mm-hmm. eventually calming down and being a very sweet, kind, cute dog. So she got to see all that. And then she, we trained with him for, like, 15 minutes just of, like, the sit and stay. And basically the sit and stay was while I would open the door come back to him, go out mm-hmm. the front door, come back to him, things like that. And um, just kind of talking through other ways, you know, like I said, you know, when people come, what to do and how to kind of train 
people who come over often. Mm-hmm. Like we need to have treats by the door, things like that to just distract him. Yeah. But it was really good. And and I, well, so my dad wasn't there at the house when we did the training. He came after and I texted him. I was like, hey, don't knock on the door. Let me know when you're here. And we did the routine, the new routine, like sit, stay. I went and opened the door. I let my dad in. He came in, gave Jag a treat. He barked twice. And then that was it. Wow. And it was the same night. Yeah. So it was really effective and just small shit, you know, nothing groundbreaking, just helpful. That's amazing. Have you ever heard of the dog trainer, Victoria Stillwell? No. She has a show. I'm not sure what channel. It's called Me or the Dog. And she's British and she's just great. <laughs> it's me or the dog. Literally. And so it's these couples <laughs> who are like, I'm about ready to get rid of the dog. But my partner wants to keep the dog because she they love it. And she does her training methods. It, I watched a lot of her before I got Bennett. And I really tried to emulate. I'm not, you know, I tried to emulate as much as I could her training methods. And she really believes in making the dog make the decisions and like asking them to choose the correct way to behave um and so I, I follow her and I just find her so amazing and so I've like thought about a million times writing in and being like help me fix my dog and put me on your tv show so that you can <laughs> I got a face for tv too <laughs> literally <laughs> and Ben says too he, he could be famous yep. um yeah he's really handsome um wait I'm so happy that that is positive and we I can't wait to hear more because that's really good I know. I'll report back. But yeah, so like everyone's coming over to the house tonight. I'm just I'm not going to have Jagger there because I just can't. I just can't do that because every time someone comes in, it's that Mm -hmm. routine that we're going to have to do. Yeah. And it's just not the night. No. So will he stay with Fresco? Yeah, he'll stay. He'll stay here and they get along. They're like best buddies. I will say I was ready to kill those two last night because they were both they both slept in the bed with me and they wouldn't move like they were on my side of the bed so I switched to the other side and then they're against me on that side I'm like this is pretty nuts I this is horrifying actually like get away from me I felt like you like with Bennett get away from me but I yeah like they wouldn't get the fuck away from me yeah but they're so cute like it's hard to be upset with them they're just like the cutest ever and they just want to snuggle I know, and they don't they don't ever mean to be mean. They're just so annoying. I think they just want your attention. And yeah, all of your energy and all of the things. All the time. Mm-hmm. Wait, I have one question for you. Okay. It's about aliens. Oh. Okay. So you know how they say that the government won't say that aliens are real or doesn't want to give all the details because they're scared mm-hmm. of how people will react. What do you think is so bad that they're holding back that they're scared of people reacting to because i don't think it's just like oh there's something else out there like Mm, i don't think that's what we're referring to when they say that what do you think could be so bad i have two initial thoughts one i think it is the religion aspect that a lot of americans hold i think christians probably or very devout christians i should i should say don't they believe God created the earth. God created all the things. Aliens are not mentioned in the Bible. A lot of our political leaders claim that they follow the Christian belief. So it could technically go against a lot of like the beliefs that are ingrained in there. You know, I don't know how to say that, but you know what I mean? I think. It yeah, goes no, against- I, I know what you mean. I, I want to com- comment on that before you go on to your second. Um, also, People who are like religious like that and don't believe that there's anything else out there, give me a fucking 
break. We are one planet in one universe in this solar system out of how many millions universes right. and millions of like you think we are truly the only people anywhere right. we're so blessed we're so unique that we're the only human species that in we're the universe the only living species anywhere sure totally tracks right and we can get into a whole conversation about that but why did god create child cancer then <laughs> why did god create disabilities why did god create war why did god create nuclear missiles like you know like the the list can go on and on and on about all the bad things as to why god created it so that's my first thing is religion um second is the technology that aliens have that we cannot understand or explain and people's fears behind that and i just wanted to bring this up really fast because you brought this up i'm reading this book it's fiction but it's about, I want to say, like in the 1800s or late 1800s. And they use this word alienist. And I have a Kindle, so I'm able to look up what an alias was because I was like, what the fuck is an alienist? I've never heard of this. That was the term that they used for psychologists or psychiatrists back in the 1800s. And the word alien is Latin and it means of another. Because I always wondered why we use the word alien for whatever these beings are and it's because they are right. of another it's wild how it can be that term the word alien can be used in like different contexts with different meanings but really mm -hmm. the same fundamental meaning just foreign unknown whatever right okay so i'm going to tell you what i think okay and maybe and i'm not saying that this is what's going on i'm just saying i think that the only really reasons I can come up with that the government wouldn't share this shit is because it's truly things that we shouldn't know and it would cause fucking chaos. Like, either this is a simulation. It is. Um, we are a science project. We are. Essentially, you know, like, the soul thing. You know, we talk about reincarnation. Like, this is a, pl this is a destination for mm -hmm. souls. It is. Earth is a destination for souls. And if I, I do believe that. So, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people believe this. We talked about past lives and all that shit. Like it's, it's real. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like there's some, a lot of truth to that, that if that came out as fact, like that would send people into fucking mayhem. Um, that we are not, another idea is that we are not, like organic creatures like we were created by someone literally as a science experiment i i just think there's so many bigger pieces to this than the aliens themselves that we're not hearing about because they can't give us more without connecting all these dots right or that we're aliens and we're just aliens that happen to want human experiences but when we die we're going to turn back into aliens and how the fuck do you explain that and then how do you explain that time is not a thing and that time travel is real and that like it just like like you said it just it it leads to a lot more discussions and conversations of facts that people don't want to believe or cannot believe <laughs> right yeah like people would lose their shit if they 
you know, you go from like, especially like you said, these religious people who don't, who straight up do not believe there's anything else out there to then finding out, oh, you know, this is kind of an experiment. Like, we, so how, are, how are people who don't believe in climate change going to believe that aliens are a real thing? They're not going to believe it because the, the gov- they won't believe it unless the government says like this is happening. Or not, because then there's the whole camp of people who are like the government lies to all of us which sure they do 100 percent, right but but i also think that a lot of the people who are like the government lies to all of us are more apt to believe something like this like conspiracies that aren't really conspiracies or things like that Mm -hmm. because the government is the one telling us they're the ones creating all these fucking lies and i'm not just talking about aliens just in general like there's everything yeah it's just wild like did you see this that florida is good for you yeah right did you see this stuff about um, all the conspiracy? It's not a conspiracy. It, all these coincidences that have, like, about the tragedies in Maui with just the fires and stuff. Like, about how, about BlackRock. Yes. Boyd really wanted to, me to talk about this. And then it goes into, like, the lasers and how nothing blue burned because apparently the lasers avoid things that are blue. Okay, so so back it up. Start from the beginning and tell people what you mean by the lasers. I don't know. This is so it, okay. Maybe we should I should do some research and we'll prepare for next episode cuz I know you have to go. But this is so funny. Boyd's Instagram and my Instagram for you pages are light years apart. Mine is like NPR, climate change news, fashion and like some celebrity gossip. His is all Joe Rogan, conspiracy theories or theories if you want to take the conspiracy out of it. And like all of these like make you question the world and your fundamental being type shit. That's what mine looks like. And food. <laughs> Mine's always like cooking. End of the world. <laughs> Mine is like happy. A new dessert recipe. Fucking end of the world. <laughs> no, mine is like good news movement. Like here's what's going right in the world. Like how can you make a difference and like look at this dope fashion. <laughs> okay all right so we'll talk about maui next week but Mm -hmm. i will just give like a little tidbit if you don't know what's been going on in maui so there's been all these uh, i mean it was a crazy fires that happened in maui and took out a lot of the island a lot of people's homes a lot of people a lot of families um I mean, it's a tra- it's catastrophic and it's been a huge tragedy. So I don't want to make light of this. And I am sending love out to anyone who this touched. Um, but basically, the, the short of it is that Maui was kind of projected to be like the first smart home. Um, the first land of like all smart living. So new technology and things like that. Obviously, they didn't have the space for it. Then all these fires start and they burn all the land. I mean, they jumped over multiple lane highways. These fires did. They burnt boats in the ocean, which fucking riddle me that. Um, The only land left really there is rich people's homes <laughs> and like specifically a lot of these homes are owned by blackrock um blackrock employees blackrock executives things like that talk about blackrock for a second blackrock is one of is is the wealthiest company in the world yeah they own um like basically everything well we'll get into the history of blackrock and who they are next week but basically they're this big company that you don't hear about them a lot because they're basically investors um 
and they own everything. And they control And the then BBL. you look at the footage of, and they, yes, they mm-hmm. do, because they own everything. Um, and, you know, when you look at what's going on in Maui, they have put up all this fencing, and you can't even see what's going on in these places that were wrecked. They weren't allowing planes to fly over, drones to fly over, the wreckage, and, like, it's... It was a fire that happened there. It's not like this was an atomic explosion. Why aren't? Why isn't it safe for planes to fly over? Why can't anyone see that? The only reason I can think of is that it wasn't just a fire. And I also, the only, they're saying basically that this was the only way for them to clear all this land to start this new smart land. Um, so we'll get into the details next week and just. Okay. Everything that's I've been heard going on from Boyd. That's from Boyd. I heard long story that short. a bunch of developers really wanted to buy these people's houses from them, and they were not wanting to sell. And now, with the fires, conveniently, people are wanting to sell because they don't want to have to rebuild their whole lives. And there's a narrative going around that if it happens once, it's going to happen again. And so that they should get out while they can, so that. BlackRock can buy everything for a cheaper price and then do what they want with it, whether it make it a smart, green, first of its kind ecosystem or, or like living system or, you know, who knows, turn it into a bunker, turn it into another Area 51, whatever the fuck BlackRock does on the inside, we don't know. But that's what I've heard, too. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucked up. And yeah, okay. well, we'll there's a lot. In. There's a lot more involved. Like this honestly relates to like the Las Vegas shooting and things like really? that. It all ties together, which is so fucked up. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited. So, okay. So next week we're gonna bring to the table some Maui stuff. Um, hopefully you're interested in that. If not, suck it. Just kidding. Um <laughs> Also, uh, one more time, I just want to say it again. I, it's so mm-hmm. sad what happened there—a tragedy. Um, and yeah, yeah. Well, on a lighter note, I love you. I hope you have a great weekend, and we hope you have a great Monday. And we can't wait to talk to you next week. Ciao for now, everyone. That's another episode of Gabby Girls. Thank you for listening. Make sure to comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know what you think of us and the topics we talk about. We're not for everyone, and that's okay. Bye, Jen. Love ya. Bye, Kate. Love you more.